Hello, welcome to Bunt Vista episode 309. I'm Theo. My career and life has somehow circuitously led me to this. This strange, inexplicable, smooth and literally alien chamber. I stand before an immense pane of glass, human on one side, alien on the other, within an enormous alien ship, which recently made its arrival upon Earth. (laughs) (laughs) And I... Uh (laughs) You get it? (laughs) That's really good. Subtle. You reckon they knew what they were calling that? <clears throat> and I'm tasked <clears throat> And I. <laughs> You've not even, like, I don't even think that counts as a joke at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> this is your first episode of the podcast. I've fucked it. <laughs> Welcome. <clears throat> do we need uh, a do-over? We- no, I'm no. Good. no, no, we don't do do-overs. No, we don't do do-overs. Um, and I'm do tasked do-overs. with do do. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I'm tasked with making sense of the inky spurts of language the aliens are expelling within their chamber. I have pages upon pages of furious notes, diagrams of their language with ejaculatory proclamations like coupling, strength, dominance. However, will I come to complete this incredible task and know these unknowable creatures? Uh, Here with me, uh, as I've become accustomed to, is Ben, his alien form swimming across from me. Unbeknownst to me, these aliens are not so unlike our own race in that they've sent their most middling, cashed-up billionaires to space to make their first contact. Rancid of mind and shooting ink that proclaims two dogs 69-ing, it's Ben! (laughs) Hey. Hey, buddy. What's up? Yeah. I don't know. What are you guys up to? Um, uh, good, nice nice to e-meet you. Yeah, nice to e-meet you as well. And great to connect. Um, yeah. I invented uh, Heptapod Crypto. Uh-huh. That's where I made... Uh, Hepto Crypto is where Hepto- I made <laughs> all of my... Sorry, Hepta Crypto? Hepta Crypto? Yeah. That's where mm-hmm. I made all of my millions. And I decided to get into... To check out the rest of the stuff within our spiral arm of the galaxy, and you guys have a real neat thing here, and I think we can maybe set up a few business franchises, opportunities, deals. We're both about to become very rich. No idea what you're saying. Yeah. Also, with Ben in that impossible tank, there's a similarly wrong-headed dunce who has somehow <laughs> floated to the top of the alien cased system. Uh, he's making the alien version of a Chuck Norris joke 15 years after its cultural oh. currency to deafening silence. It's Andrew. I don't know what you're saying in there, but I do have the words epic bacon written down on my pad, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. Is this it's important go- to you to, to say? Is this important? <laughs> <laughs> I invented dropshipping. <laughs> Hepta drop shipping. Hepta right. drop shipping. Yeah, yeah. I am, um, as you know, Theo. I just reread Embassy Town, my yeah. copy of Embassy Town that I loaned to you, not yeah. your copy of Embassy Town that I still well, have. Well, it's sort of it's sort of our copy now. Yeah, you it's know, kind of shared. Your, yeah, your your pages, my bookmark. Yeah, it's, it's going to be so ugly if this 50, podcast 50. ever breaks up. Yeah, 
We're going to be fighting <laughs> I want, over this one. I want that fucking Jetstar ticket back. <laughs> going to mediators. <laughs> I was just um, I was thinking about very ham-handed references. There's a bit in Embassy Town where, you know, he's a very smart man. Yeah, it kind of seems above writer. him to make a sort of one-to-one link to our own reality. Yeah, like a sort of um, bad almost pun where he references there's a part in the third act where they're watching footage of the hosts attacking and they're watching the night of the living dead uh because they're going back through old earth media but the way Uh. that he says what they're watching is like oh some black and white people in a house are being attacked by some very sick people possibly of georgian or roman Origin because uh, it's George uh, Romero. Uh, uh, and he, I read yeah. that like three times. I was like, "What? You can't be the one that told you to do this. Why did you put that in there?" It's, there's this weird, frustrating thing that we kind of let Futurama get away with because you need cultural references. I think in a mm, show mm-hmm. to give someone. Well, well apparently you, you you do right. Where yeah, all of the um. All the references, like ten thousand years in the future, are to the period from nineteen seventy through to twenty whatever year it is at the moment. Yeah, and conveniently for me, it's the time I live in. It's right there. Yeah, because if all of the references were from eighteen ninety to nineteen twenty, I would be completely <laughs> lost. I'd maybe recognise a few of the film titles, but otherwise, popular culture books. They're like super into the Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Episode four, <laughs> the year forty thousand. That's a novel idea, but I guess it's going to be kind of inscrutable in fifty years' time. Watching stuff depicting three thousand years in the future, or a thousand years, I guess, in Futurama's case, uh, that only talks about stuff from you know, Zoomers will be watching it, being like, "That's great." Who are the Beastie Boys? Yeah, <laughs> who's Charles de Gaulle, and why is his head in a tank? <laughs> I guess you could say that these things are very regional to a period of time, like a region of time. Jesus. That's specific to a region of time. Yeah. It's time to check in to some things that are specific to a region of that other dimension, space. It's time for regional bullshit. Regional bullshit. (laughs) Every little town has got their own bullshit. Regional bullshit. Every little town has just got to have it. This is a sponsored post from Homestead Assisted Living in East Idaho News. This is so specific. <laughs> yeah. So we've we've actually covered this twice before. We've covered this once just using the headline from one of their stories about the seniors going pheasant hunting. And then we did an article in full in the episode, get a job at a Michael Hill jeweler and palm some jewelry um, that was about seniors going target shooting. And I think I really enjoy these because it's nice to know, you know, the society doesn't care about senior citizens. It's an uncomfortable no. truth, but it's true. We don't, uh, particularly in Western society where we sort of look more at the nuclear family, we tend to just sort of completely forget about our elders. And I think it's so nice that the people at Homestead Assisted Living are making sure that these people are having enriching lives. 
And they're giving them guns. And they're arming them frequently. <laughs> we uh, we rewatched Midsummer recently for the first time uh, since watching it. And what a wonderful picture. And I have to say, wife of the show, my wife Eleanor, was um, really coming around on the <laughs> on the cult. Oh, on the on the Adestupa? On specifically the Adestupa? Oh, yeah, she was just like, wow, what a great idea. <laughs> Jesus. What? Okay, now, I know they're supposed to be a sort of somewhat, uh, like, uh, everything there is a little alien, right, in the in the movie Midsummer, right? Where I think it's uh, just European. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> we can communicate with them through a pane of glass. <laughs> yeah. Writing down on my whiteboard, hon, hon, hon. Drawn a picture of mayonnaise going <laughs> onto French fries. I don't understand. But I reckon we can modernise it not just for uh, not just for our locality, but for our generation. Uh, and what if you got a big lady with the Atastupa hammer and she just mm-hmm. killed you once you, you reached you the age the, of forty-two? The cliff jumping off thing entirely. Yeah. You just go straight to the hammer. Yeah. Yeah. And that Do way you, you, don't to have choose. To, you don't have to walk up to the top of the cliff either. No, that's right. It's a long way for an for a old 42-year-old <laughs> man just looking to get his head popped. Just go and like, try every single year after you turn like 30. Come on. Come on. Go Let on. the big lady edit stupid me. Give me, give me <laughs> big bonky. I guess, I, I guess, you know. I need it. I'm just saying that their culture doesn't have nursing homes that they shove their elderly people into out of sight out of mind no, they, got you know, a big they hammer. face their grief head on and yeah. smash them with a big hammer yeah. yeah you know certainly a more financially kind of yeah viable it's option, fiscally responsible it yeah. is cheaper to get a big hammer yep and everybody understands hell, it hell know? get two if you can't find, <laughs> you just can't have find like an annex on your house that your grandparents live in and then you like take care of them because they raised big yeah <laughs> This guy's not brave enough to bonk his grandparents. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't think that... Does the family have to do it? No, they do it. No, they're all a family. They're all a family. That's true. Especially that one guy who's related to, I think. No, mostly himself, actually. Yeah, never mind. He's extra in the family. (laughs) Yeah. It takes anyway, a village to pop someone's head with a It takes hammer. a village. Everybody's doing it differently, I guess. And in East Idaho, <laughs> local seniors get an adventurous dining experience with Taste of the Wild Feast. Oh it does sound a bit human sacrifice-y. But okay. Yeah, to me, that definitely sounds like they're eating man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is time for the Wild Feast. Put on yeah. your masks. Uh, a, a fool has come to East Idaho investigating a disappearance, and yeah. uh, by the end of the matter, he's been chased <laughs> through the forest. Bunch of nude, ravenous seniors, <laughs> not far behind him. Oh, and they are armed, as we've covered, and they've been practicing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting ready for the wild feast. <laughs> When you're too decrepit to go on, they they load you in the clay pigeon. (laughs) 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 Gets splattered midair with a 12 gauge. It's the way to go. God, there's so many good options. (laughs) The Homestead Assisted Living, all capitalized there. Um, The Homestead, again, foreboding name. Very Very wild feast at the Homestead. 
led by to, the prince. Welcome to the homestead. Yeah, 12, 12 elders enter, 11 elders leave, <laughs> very full. <laughs> the homestead assisted living hosted a one of a kind culinary event recently. Yeah. <laughs> enthralling its residents with a unique and adventurous dining experience called Taste of the Wild Feast. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. The highly anticipated feast. Everybody's mm-hmm. reached something of a frenzy, if you will, <laughs> yeah. by the time it's time to eat. Features an array of exotic dishes prepared by our talented chefs, offering residents the chance to sample an assortment of unconventional flavors rarely found on traditional menus. That's the most Hannibal Lecter sentence. That's exactly what he says before serving somebody's brains and liver to a high society snob. Our residents were invited to indulge in an array of wild delicacies, including alligator, bear, porcupine, mountain lion, frogs, antelope, sitka deer, elk, goose, and more. And we all know what they mean by that. Yeah, man. The more (laughs) is man. The final dish. What if they're all bad? I feel like we know which meats are good and bad at this point. Are you saying you're not like crazy desperate to try porcupine? I am not. Yeah. I don't think it's popping off. Uh, But they get to the end of all those courses and then they bring out the final one, which is like a a big roasted nude glazed Theo with an apple in (laughs) his mouth and his nuts completely (laughs) smashed with a big hammer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I've seen, I've read Gravity's Rainbow. We all know how it goes. (laughs) The event turned the homestead's dining hall. I've read Gravity's (laughs) Rainbow. We all know how it goes. It's an incredible claim to make about Gravity's Rainbow. (laughs) I don't, I, don't, I don't think even people have read it, know how it goes, but alas. And which I have. But yeah, you, so I've heard. <laughs> the event turned the Homestead's dining hall into a haven for culinary exploration. A protected enclave, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the aroma of carefully seasoned and expertly prepared dishes filled the air, igniting anticipation and excitement. <laughs> Among the slavering elderly residents. Come on, call it taboo. I need you to call it taboo. (laughs) Tell me that the meat is forbidden. (laughs) You'll never guess what this one is. (laughs) One of the highlights of the Taste of the Wild Feast was undoubtedly the citrus alligator tacos, which drew both intrigue and curiosity from the residents. Is that just a distinction without a difference? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, are you more are you more intrigued or curious right now? Yeah, what would you say? <laughs> Believe what would it or you not, describe both. yourself as would you describe yourself as interested? Perhaps you know when you start getting to the portion of the eye test where you can't really tell the difference between like the mm-hmm. changes they're making. Intrigued, curious, intrigued, curious. <laughs> can I? Can you put peaked in there? Uh, another dish that piqued everyone's interest. There you go. <laughs> Very next sentence. Goodness sake. (laughs) Was the porcupine, which was slow roasted to perfection. That one's probably, I guess, uh, in the eye of the beholder. Resulting in a melt-in-your-mouth texture that impressed even the most discerning palates. Are the most discerning palates eating slow roasted porcupine at the homestead assisted living? I just cannot get over how these are written. These are... (laughs) Feverish. <laughs> Insane. Like, um, you know, in the... Is it from the 80s? The the 
the version of The Witches, the Roald Dahl book. Yeah, yeah. The one uh, with, um, what's her name? It's great. Angelica Houston. <laughs> That's the one. Um, the the scene in that where they like close the door on the witch conference and then they all get eyes on a little boy. Yeah. And they all start going, oh, oh, and clambering toward him with their hands out, you know, wigs coming off. <laughs> Wild excitement in their eyes. That's <laughs> what I'm picturing here. Have not seen it. Oh, it's great. It's a good movie. That's a... A very formative, scarring experience for many children. I think, yeah. watching that movie because uh, it goes like as soon as it gets to the point where all of the witches are revealing themselves, it's like it's like an Avon conference kind of thing, you know. That's the vibe on it, and then they right. say, "All right, now we're not to be disturbed," and they close and lock the doors, and all of these uh, witches pull their pull their wigs off, um, expose their disgusting craniums. Their warts and everything, but the entire thing is done in this really like feverish way with a with like a um, what's the kind of lens I'm thinking of, Ben? Like a like a wide angle kind of yeah, lots of like barreling on it. There's lots of weird Dutch angles. It's very like something insane is happening. Any cackling going on? There's some cackling, yeah, some screeching. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Adventurous eaters. Mm-hmm. Reveled in the opportunity to try the mountain lion, served in a rich sauce that expertly complemented the meat's unique taste. Do you mean like yeah. disguised? <laughs> <laughs> By complemented, do you mean like uh, completely covered? The what's frog wrong legs. with a What's wrong with a nice Reuben? Yeah, mountain mm. lion Reuben. Now we're no. talking. No, no, no. Delicious Regular porcupine style. Reuben. <laughs> <laughs> Porcupine Italian beef sandwich. Chef's just got his entire hand wrapped up with uh, bloodstained uh, <laughs> porcupine quills coming out of it. Motherfuckers better like the porcupine. Uh, according to petersonshunting.com, quote, the most common description I hear of both mountain lion and bobcat is that it tastes like lean pork, and it does. The flavor oh. is mild, almost bland, as far as game meat goes. Now... Have we got an easier way to get a, a meat that, that tastes, tastes like, like pork? pork? No. Tech's to then, to then smother in a, in a heavy sauce. <laughs> God damn. The frog legs, delicately seasoned and crisp to perfection, were also a hit among attendees, offering a delightful contrast in flavors and textures. So it didn't taste like it mouth felt? There was a contrast between the texture and the taste. So you'd go, oh, it's crunchy, but it doesn't taste crunchy. Yeah. But texture is 80% of taste. I've yes, that's right. That's why if you've got a cold, you can't uh, detect texture. Yeah. Hmm. For those seeking a taste of the untamed wild <laughs> wilderness, for those seeking a taste of the untamed wilderness, the antelope, sitka deer, elk, and goose dishes provided a variety of mouth-watering options. This person was writing this just before lunch, weren't they? <laughs> so fucking ready to get out. 11.45, the hungriest they've ever been in their life. Yep. Just that, I mean, a little little too much of a hurry that morning. You know, their bosses told them they got to be back in the office two days a week. They forgot about it this morning. Usually leave themselves enough time to make some eggs. 
kind of a bit too used to being able to cook eggs every morning and they didn't yeah. really want a bowl of cereal so they Time rushed out of the like house without the eating fridge. yep didn't have time 11:45 thinking about eating that goose you know each dish showcased the natural flavors of these animals demonstrating the culinary team's dedication to crafting authentic and memorable experiences. And so this is not also not just a story about the restaurant that does this either. This is a story about specifically a bunch of old docs going to eat. Is this only for old people? No, I think this place exists for everyone. But this story is just about a group of seniors visiting it. Um, so like, like, are we, are we feeling like this is more like a, um, <sighs> pardon me. Are we feeling like this is more of a, a, a promoted, a promoted thing in the newspaper? The assisted yeah. living place is saying, Hey, we'd like you to do another feature oh. about how fucking sick it is to live yeah. that's, at the that's homestead what assisted it is. living. They do like one of these a month or whatever. Um, we're going to craft written, you a memorable they're experience. By, they're written by the homestead as well. So it's let not written by the newspaper. It's written by. A, let's put a lien or, or whatever on a, on your house, whatever it is that we do, and you get to eat uh, some cat or something. Yeah. yeah, you get to get mountain lion lasagna. Yeah, yummy, yummy, <laughs> yummy. <laughs> Throughout the event, residents shared stories and laughter, creating a warm and vibrant atmosphere. So, sounds like uh, like the end of a Logan's Run type situation. Yeah, <laughs> putting on yeah, a fantastic feast for you all. We want you to remember all the great times, and then they start piping the gas in. I'm um <laughs> I'm stuck on the culinary team's dedication to crafting authentic and memorable experiences. Authentically, what? <laughs> Authentically, well, they don't skimp on the mountain lion. <laughs> <laughs> you you think you're coming in there and you're getting some stray cat? <laughs> it's no. really it's really mountain lion, a hundred percent. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> and how 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 long are any of these people going to remember this experience? Oh. <laughs> well, you take those memories with you to heaven, so that's forever, true. all that's eternity. True. Yeah, you can't take it with you when you go, except for the memories. You know, the taste of the wild feast not only satisfied the residents' appetite for adventure, but also fostered a sense of community as they bonded over their shared experience of culinary exploration. Now, after dinner, it's time for the other kind of exploration. Yep. <laughs> Which we've covered this. before, that they're, like, exploring each other's bodies, like, yes. 24-7. Yes, yes. Places, yeah. right? Yeah. Guys, we need you to come out here and get on the coach for the wildlife <laughs> experience dinner. Come on. Go like never... banging on bedroom doors. Come on, we're going to be late. Come on, come on. Who's never sucked a dick before? Don't make me get the hose. <laughs> get on the bus. The taste of the wild feast will undoubtedly be etched in the memories of its residents for years to come. This unique and daring event exemplifies the community's commitment to providing its residents with engaging and unforgettable experiences. I just so the three events that we've talked about them doing so far. One was they got to hunt pheasant. One was they went to a target shooting range, and the other is that they've eaten like game animals. 
Why are they all themed like this? Yeah. Why is is this the blood sports community? Like <laughs> rest haven. Take them to an art gallery or something. Yeah. Take them like to a pottery studio and let them make some beautiful vases for the day or something. Strap them in to the Scooby Doo roller coaster <laughs> <laughs> once it's repaired. <laughs> Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash buntavista. Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. Absolutely baffling. I feel like they are specifically giving these seniors the skills and abilities to perhaps commit a crime. Except for the food part. That doesn't really work into this at all, but that's fine. It's time for Crime Watch. Maybe the seniors are, maybe the seniors are being armed uh, and taught how to how to fire weapons, and they're going to start like shooting animals out of hunting season without the appropriate yeah. tags. Maybe yes. that's a crime. That yeah, that would be. Yep. Yes. Yeah. 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 We all feel good about that. This comes to us from KCRA, the Cochra, in Sacramento, California. Really close to saying Sacramento County. Wouldn't yeah. have been right. I No, it's in Sacramento County. Okay. So they both would have been true. Truck crashes into stolen ATM that blocked, blocked roadway in Sacramento County. Oh, there we go. Yep. An ATM that was stolen with a forklift fell onto a busy road in Sacramento County and then was hit by a driver <laughs> Wednesday morning, officials said. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> it is all happening over there. <laughs> Remember we were talking to Pat and we came to the realisation, we live in a GTA-ass world. We just need to wake up to it. Yeah, I tried to make a GTA world stinger uh, for this one this week, actually, and I, I didn't end up finishing it. But, um, oh. yeah, look, look forward to that, maybe. A little bit of forward sizzle. Sergeant Amar Gandhi, spokesperson for the Sacramento <laughs> County Sheriff's Office, said someone stole the ATM from the Safe Credit Union, not so safe now, yep. on Watt Avenue oh, near Margaret Way around 6am on Wednesday. Getting up early to steal an ATM. 
Rise and grind. Yeah. Well, early you don't want to get there to the find worm. out. <laughs> Although, I will also say, not that early. Not super early, no. You I know? would say like 3 a.m. is like the perfect, the witching hour. Oh, that's the that's the cat burglar hour. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's the time where anyone in the area is going to be like, what was that wild noise? Maybe someone else will go down and look into it. Yeah. I'm going is back a, to sleep. Is it a foppish man in full black regalia? <laughs> Devilishly stealing an ATM. <laughs> Six AM, you're getting like joggers, the guy doing milk deliveries. Mm-hmm. Like there are people out and about. The guy opening Driveway up the, the bodega on the corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of those famous Sacramento bodegas. That's them. <laughs> oh, they're they're exporting them. It's a franchise bodega. <laughs> The California Highway Patrol was initially called to the scene after the driver of a pickup truck crashed into the ATM. Hey, someone left their ATM out here. CHP said the driver is not suspected to be involved in the incident. Was involved in that he crashed into yeah. an ATM that was on the road. Was he just a useful idiot? Did it open the ATM exactly <laughs> to the thief's plan? Gandhi said the suspect ripped the ATM from the safe credit union using a forklift. It's a common surname, all right? There are lots of Gandhis out there. Grow up. <laughs> the ATM fell off the forklift while it was on Watt Avenue, just feet away from the bank. Oh, buddy, you got so close. You had the ATM in the palm of your forklift. You took a corner too fast because you didn't realize that having the steering wheels being on the back means you turn in a very, very tight circle. Mm. And then whoosh. You reckon they flung it off? Is that what you think happened? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking oh, he's lateral gone. G's. You reckon? Yeah, it was probably lateral G's. Yeah, this is why it's important effect. to have your um, have your forklift certification. Yes, get I was in just there. about get to trained. ask. Go to TAFE. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah. I was just get about to ask. Do we think that the that the culprit here was uh, forklift certified? No, no, no one forklift certified. Oh, take it from me. It's been getting only four feet away from the. <laughs> From the bank and dropping that? Are you forklift yeah. certified? No. Yeah. <laughs> have you driven a forklift before? No, but I have had to stand on the tines to uh, unstrap my lunchbox that had been <laughs> ceremoniously <laughs> strapped to the ceiling of the warehouse where I worked. Yeah. I Did you get left. pranked? Did you get hazed? I got I got extremely hazed. Yeah. Yeah. I could have died. Do, they, do they do that to everyone their first week in the dick sucking uh, factory? Or? No, I guess anyone that leaves their uh, chicken yellow curry <laughs> in the office on a Friday evening. Well, you're just asking for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what day What day was this happening that you had to get your lunch? Monday box morning, baby. Okay, so you weren't going to eat the lunch? You just needed the lunchbox back? I mean... <sighs> I think, still, it I think it was how, in my how many backpack days it been in the, the fridge time. before you bought it in. Yeah. Oh no, not in the fridge. Oh, well, I I left it on my desk. Right. So you weren't you weren't planning to eat the three day old room temperature. Currently. Oh no. Okay. No, but it was a problem to everyone else in the office. Yeah. So this is actually seems more like justice than a prank. Yeah, okay. sort of like renegade justice meted out uh, in the only way that they know through forklift. Forklift. <laughs> So we're all agreeing you deserved it. Okay. Uh, Quote, the forklift was recovered just down the street a little bit, so it had been separated. So at some point, I guess the bad guy 
Come judge, on. judgmental yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Well, alleged. Innocent yeah. until Bad proven guy. guilty, you know. Yeah, we haven't established that there's actually a crime involved with stealing an ATM from the bank yet. That's right. Well, I mean, moving an ATM, what, a couple of feet away from the bank? Um, yeah. Okay. Still within their territory. Oh, if I pick up a pen from the front desk and I move it uh, to one of those desks in the middle where you write out your deposits, is that stealing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell them. Bad guy, my ass. I guess the bad guy, quote-unquote, took the forklift and was trying to drive it down to their getaway car and from there dumped the forklift as well. So, Gandhi. Yep. I would like to know, ideally, what the, uh, what, the, what the getaway car was. Hopefully, like a Toyota Hilux that you could sort of... Like, how are you... How are you if you can't pick it back up with the forklift, how are you going to maneuver it into a car? Surely you've got to reverse it into a van whose door kind of shuts very kind of like finally behind you to lock you up for the perfect getaway. Yeah. Oh, look, and then if, someone bangs on the side and says, yeah, go, bang, go, bang, go. Bang. Yeah, go, go, go. Yeah. yeah. But the guy in the driving seat's looking looking at a porno magazine. Hmm. Yeah. And then when he He's puts the porno magazine down, he realizes the cops are right in front of them. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. That's how it was going to go. Yeah. But instead... He was a little almost straight away. Yeah. <laughs> Get forklift certified. Get forklift <laughs> certified. Maybe we've got to do like um you know how um how there's political organizations who will operate in America like changing people's brake lights, for example, so they don't get picked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To stop we need th- escalating interactions with the cops. Yeah. We need some grassroots certification for forklifts, I think. Yes. Get it going. Make real change. A, f- a stolen ATM in every pot. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the ideal uh, getaway vehicle here would have been to rent a, a moving truck, but one of the ones with the gate that comes down, and then you can yeah. lower it onto there with the forklift. How much time do you reckon it's going to take to go up and down all the way? Mm. <laughs> well, someone from the bank's like, hey. Stop hey, it. come on. Quit hey, it. hey, guy just down the street from here. Put that back in the wall. Hey. Knock it off. Authorities are still working on reviewing surveillance video from the bank to come up with a good suspect description to release to the public. Sexy cat burglar. We already got that. The Federal Bureau of Investigation is also invest- involved in the investigation, but Gandhi said that is standard protocol during a theft from a bank. Yeah, nothing weird. Don't worry about it. No stress. No stress, guys. KCRA3 spoke to Terry Sanchez, who said he was the person who hit the ATM with his truck when he was driving on what avenue? A little too proud. Yeah. You know? That was I me did what it. hit that ATM. <clears throat> Quote, I came around the turn. It was dark and I couldn't see it in the street and my truck hit it, Sanchez said. It was just something you don't expect every day. Yeah, maybe, like maybe one in ten days. Yeah. yeah. Does he say whether or not when he hit the ATM, uh, all of the money inside kind of went up like a big puff yeah. and then floated down while children run out on the road trying to grab a little taste of that moolah? Mm. Yeah, into that ten-lane highway. <laughs> <laughs> the damage to Sanchez's truck was minor and he was able to drive away in it. 
Customers of the Safe Credit Union are shocked such a bold crime could be committed at the bank they use. I'd say attempted crime, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And also, and like, also, yeah. bank theft is probably going to happen at a bank. It doesn't come out of your, your account either. Like, they don't take the bill that's marked for you out of it and the bank goes, oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah, ATM they got took stolen. some of your stuff. They took the bundle of cash labelled Craig's money. <laughs> Unclutch those pearls. <laughs> Bank manager coming out onto the street to address the crowd. Is there a Craig here? <laughs> I have good bad news and news. bad news just for Craig. <laughs> uh, Rocky Murillo of North Highland said he does not know why someone would go to such lengths to steal an ATM. I think I... Gotta let you on a little secret about ATMs, buddy. Money can be used to purchase goods and services. <laughs> now, I know when I say ATM, you're just picturing the outside of an ATM. Yeah. But right. you'll never guess what's in the ATM's tummy. That screen's not even big enough to play video games on. <laughs> Why would you want it? These parts are barely going to fetch any money on the black market. I can't use this <clears> for <throat> shit. It's got Windows 2000 on it. <laughs> Uh, and we end this piece with a quote from Rocky Murillo, who said, quote, that's crazy. That is crazy because somebody had the balls to steal a machine. Oh, my God. End quote. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rocky, for your input. This for guy's watching Heat and going like, what the fuck? Holy shit, this is crazy. These guys are stealing money. <laughs> You can do that. Makes me think of uh, makes me think of it's always sunny in Philadelphia, where the guys come barreling into the room and talking about how Mac got interviewed for the news, and he was like, "Yeah," and I went off on him for like five minutes and said all this amazing stuff, and then they have his little man on the street interview in the show, and it's just him going, "Yeah, it was crazy," and the end. <laughs> and I feel like that's that's <laughs> the majority of man on the street interviews. Isn't you reckon it? Rocky had something to? Really had something to say about had, society. Had something in the in the tank. He was ready with a few comments on Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Sleepy Joe Brandon. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the cry. Oh, actually, <laughs> I was going to make a joke, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I have come to the realization that some of our jokes are repeatedly getting us flagged on Spotify. <laughs> oh yeah, we can't we can't do it with the For misinformation a certain type about, of misinformation <laughs> about a certain kind of novel something. <laughs> it turns out if you sarcastically yeah. say a bunch of times, yep, and we're not going to say it now, that it's yeah. something from a something in somewhere. <laughs> And it's not so novel, if you ask me. No. At this point. Like so, um, I'm not going to say that, because apparently that would be some kind of crime. Uh, it's time for some more crime watch. Ben, play the much longer version of the stinger. Yeah, a 17-minute crime watch only screams. <laughs> this comes to us from K-E-Y-T, the kite, in Santa Barbara, California. Santa Barbara commandeers and destroys illegally submerged wine bottles. Perpetrators accept plea deal. They have asked for and been granted a swift execution. (laughs) (laughs) Santa Barbara County District Attorney's Office announced Wednesday that in accordance with the plea agreement, it destroyed 
2,000 bottles of wine and other alcohol illegally possessed for sale in connection with an illegal underwater wine aging and sale operation. There's so much in this world There's... that we don't know. Have you guys ever heard of underwater aged wine before? Are you familiar with that as a concept? Is uh, is it? No. <laughs> Let me say no. just to start off, no. But also, yeah. am I correct in understanding? This is my guess. My guess is that it's like artificially accelerating the aging process. Yeah. And we can't have that. For some reason. No, what if we what if we were buying wine that wasn't as good as it said on the label? Can't have that. Or better. I don't think it would make that much of a difference. Like really the only factor that changes is temperature. That's it. Like it's a sealed well, but, bottle of but wine. But we haven't worked out how to change the temperature of things that aren't underwater. No, yeah, that's true. That's right. Yeah. So So what's the deal? Ocean Fathoms, also known as 50 Fathoms LLC, and its principals, Emmanuel Azaretto and Todd Hahn, pled to three misdemeanor criminal charges, including a violation of the Water Code for illegally discharging material into the water of the United Uh. States, selling alcohol without a license, and aiding and abetting investor fraud. (laughs) (laughs) None of these are real crimes. (laughs) I wonder how many other people get charged with um, illegally putting stuff into the water of the United States. Yeah, because it's bloody not Exxon. It's not Mobile. Yes. It's not, you know, the other ones. Yeah. Come on. B- BP famously put a bunch of oil in the ocean. Babe. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. got like mm-hmm. a $50 fine for that one. Yeah, and they had to clean some of it up. Yeah. Oh, we tried, sorry? but it's everywhere at some now. Point. Is their apology not good enough for you, Theo? Luckily, those birds are soaking it all up. Yep. Everybody's happy. Everybody wins. (laughs) Some sleek, well-oiled birds. (laughs) They probably fly even faster now. Come on down and see the slipperiest birds on the Gulf Coast. (laughs) If you can catch one, you can keep it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. so, So they put wine underwater because it's temperature controlled. Yeah. And it's it's a dark anaerobic environment, although I don't see how it being anaerobic would make a difference when the wine is already in a sealed yeah, bottle. in the bottle. Kind yeah. of stops. If it was just sort of like sloshing around in there, that would probably be, make a difference. But yeah, hard not. to get though. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, so what? It's a, um, what's the, not a humidor, a thermidor. What's the? A <laughs> cellar, I believe, for wine generally. Uh-huh. It's so you're nature's not, wine you're not paying for no. I'm talking about the fridges that you put your wine in that are temperature controlled. You know yeah. The ones. Yeah. yeah. So it's that, but you don't have to pay for the fridge or the electricity to. That's run right. It, no, you yeah. have to violate the water code, which sounds like a made-up thing that Captain Planet would punish you for doing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, the alcohol was disposed of at one of Santa Barbara's wastewater <laughs> treatment plants, and the associated <laughs> glass bottles were transported for recycling. <laughs> Tipping it right in there with the turds. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but this wine has to become slurry. (laughs) It must become It's going to Maine. It's going into the sludge pit. And if you (laughs) want to know more about that, please subscribe to the bonus episodes. Check out the bonus episodes. That was a good one. one. It was a good episode. We talked uh, for about 45 minutes about 
diarrhea treatment. That's right. But in a way that was good, actually, you should yeah. check it out. Yeah, we learned something. We did, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, I would be the guy down at the wastewater treatment plant with a peg on my nose doing a one for you, one for me system. Yeah, with the wine, I think. <laughs> Santa Barbara County District of Attorney's Office detail. That beginning in 2017, Han and Nazaretto began sinking crates of wine one mile off the coast of Santa Barbara without obtaining any required permits from the California Coastal Commission nor the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. It's so funny to be like, these guys have taken a boat a mile offshore and are dumping crates of wine. And the problem here is like, hey, you didn't get that permit. But yeah. What are you doing? Not have you even talked to the army about that yet? <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking wild. Each crate was left on the seafloor for one year, just long enough for a reef ecosystem to develop in and on the crates and bottles, and then removed, sea life and all, to be sold for as much as five hundred dollars a bottle. Says the Santa Barbara County District Attorney's Office. Okay, right, and the problem SBCDA. will arrive at some point. Mm. We'll, and you get a free crab know. with it. What's the problem? Yeah, you're yeah. getting a free crab, a couple of mollusks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you pop a barnacle off that wine bottle, it's yours. You get to keep it. Waiter, there's a mollusk on my wine. <laughs> Can't think of what the punchline to that would be, yeah. but yeah, yeah. You Pretty guys funny, work on just that by at home. <laughs> Thanks, Theo. The SBCDA's office alleged in their complaint that nearly every aspect of this business was conducted in violation of state or federal law. <laughs> That's so good. Just top to bottom, every component is a different crime. Is <laughs> unbelievable. Child labor to peel all the mollusks off. <laughs> the Food and Drug Administration considered the wine adulterated and not fit for human consumption due to potential contamination while submerged. Hey, you put that in our disgusting water that we're also punishing you for putting something in? Yeah. There might be wine in that wine. (laughs) (laughs) The wine was also sold without any of the required federally approved labelling, and Ocean Fathoms was selling the wine without an ABC alcohol sales permit and without a valid business (laughs) license. Land so of the like free $500 clean skins of illegal wine <laughs> that spent a year underwater. Very strange. Additionally, Santa Barbara County District Attorney's Office relayed that the company was also collecting sales tax from its customers without ever paying those taxes to the state of California. The naughty boys. <laughs> Ocean Fathoms also advertised that it was donating a portion of its profits to a local <laughs> environmental nonprofit, but no evidence of any donation was ever discovered. <laughs> That's so good. Every part of it. The whole business is just scooping cream off the top. <laughs> like, it's all cream. It's There's all cream. nothing else. It's just cream. But like, were they buying other people's wine and then... Or were they, did they actually have like a vintner involved in this at some point in the process? You just Who wanted to say, say the word vintner. I did, yeah. Yeah. And now you've said it, how do you feel? I feel fantastic. Oh, Emmanuel Azaretto's uh, LinkedIn page is still up. Nice. Uh, tremendous. Oh, he founded 
50 fathoms wide nine years ago. Crazy. Hmm. 50 Fathoms Wine Club produces non-commercial custom wines for our club members that are aged in the ocean for at least one year. Yeah, right. Fantastic. So does says what it does on the tin. S- yeah. d- says what it does. Most what that's it- what most labels do. They say what's in the tin. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to the destruction of the sunken inventory worth several hundred thousand dollars, do you think we're getting the police street value thing here? Yeah. Well, I mean, if Each they're of these wine bottles that... of wine is potentially worth $10,000 yeah. on the street. Police officers getting a tiny little bit of wine on their hands, Passing immediately out. convulsing on the ground. <laughs> stay with me. Stay with me. He's got liver poisoning. <laughs> Uh, in addition to the destruction of the sunken inventory, the plea agreement also required Ocean Fathoms, Azaretto, and Han to be on probation. Can a company be on probation? You're on notice. Theo, I've got um. This is actually perfect for you, I think. So sure. their claim about what it does to the wine is uh, it's quite interesting, actually. Uh, they say that the galvanic current produced by their specially designed cages and the salt slowly ionizes the wine, splitting the tannins and enhancing the wine using a natural electrolysis. Yeah, okay. So the sea is zapping it. Your wine's getting zapped by but the sea. A, but it's in a bottle. You can't... A, 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 fucking you can't bo- a bottle is an electrical... It's an electrical insulator. Yeah. They're making the... They're making the water around the bars slightly have a slight potential difference. Cool. Yeah. So that okay, this is now a crime to me. Right, they're lying, they're lying about, about, the about wine. electricity. <laughs> lying about electricity. Now I care. We got Mr. Electricity on the case. Santa Barbara County District Attorney John T. Savnoch said, This case involved individuals who operated with complete disregard for our consumer and environmental laws. The California Coastal Commission referred the case to our Consumer and Elective Environmental Protection Unit, and because of the broad scope of violations, we investigated with the help of five state and local agencies. This case highlights the importance of our officers' relationship with outside agencies, and it demonstrates our commitment to holding companies and individuals accountable for violating all types of consumer and environmental laws. Why this one? Why this case? Just makes you go, how many thousands of man hours went into this specific, (laughs) making sure these guys didn't sell their 10 crates of wine or whatever? Fucking, uh, so this story went up yesterday. No, today, sorry. This, this story is like less than 24 hours old. And um, they're active on their Instagram telling people, like someone's messaged them being like, uh, commented saying, I'd love to be on the waiting list for your next bottle release. And they're saying, yep, please email me. Uh, and I'll add you to the mailing <laughs> list. Thanks. There is one comment on this entire fucking thread of someone saying, you assholes should be in prison. <laughs> well, you know, that's just your opinion. Staying on their grind. Yeah, they're really not letting it stop them. God damn. Why should they? Oh, and that same person has replied to a post from a day earlier saying the only wine you guys should be drinking is Pruno. Oh. <laughs> yep. That's more like it. There's some people really, really against dipping some wine in the ocean. Oh, wait. This guy, sorry, has replied to another 
post of theirs from a day earlier. Good times. I hope you enjoyed dumping your product in the ocean. I hope you all go to prison and would love to see Azaretto permanently deported. <laughs> wow, that's a bit... <laughs> taking on a tone, to be honest. Yeah. Pipeline to fascism via <laughs> dipping wine in the ocean. Good Lord, get a grip. You I hope you are publicly executed. The ocean wide, minus the electricity part. <laughs> and potentially the sales tax stuff. Oh, maybe. yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, defrauding. And the child the, labor. Yeah. Claiming to donate to charity, not doing that. Yeah. Some wine goes in the ocean. I don't give a fuck. What's a little? I don't think- pull it out and sell it to some gullible people. If you're buying five hundred dollar wine and it gives you ocean madness, <laughs> I don't care. That seems like a a tit for tot situation. A tit for tot a t- situation. <laughs> That's right. I've I've lost all of my aphorisms. <laughs> gone. They've departed me. There's all sorts of wildlife that they could have hurt by dropping crates of wine randomly into the sea. From the majestic sea cucumber all the way down to the beautiful sea bean. It's time to check in on the bean news of the world. Oh. In what's been happening. Now, I forgot to put the actual stinger in the soundboard, (laughs) so instead we're getting the generic one. Yeah. Will I fix that in post? Maybe. Who knows? And it is important to note that we are on the sea bean diet. Mm. That's right. Yummy. This comes to us from W-A-N-E, the Wayne in Indiana. Ah, back in back in the comforting arms of Wayne. That's right. <laughs> we love Wayne. Evacuation order lifted in Decatur after soybean plant mishap. At a bean incident. <laughs> An improper chemical mixture at the bunge... Soybean processing plant indicator. <laughs> bean to bunch. <laughs> the beaning at bunch. That's right. Led to a gas release and the evacuation of employees <laughs> at nearby businesses. Oopsies. Yeah, you get that with beans. Hey, we've all had an employee evacuation due to a gas release. You know what I'm saying? Guys? No. Okay. Are you saying you fart so Farts. bad that they've had to clear your work out? Yes. The whole <laughs> multiple floors of the office, because once it gets into like the air conditioning intake, it's in the dark. It's in the dark. Story in the Discord about that. Someone shit their pants at work. Will you know what this is about? Find out more on the Discord. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Around eight twenty-five p.m. Monday, the Decatur Fire Department said on its Facebook page the evacuation order had been lifted. Quote. After a thorough investigation by Bunge officials and the Decatur Fire Department, the evacuation order is being lifted. People just walking around sniffing. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. (laughs) Air quality on local streets were tested by an independent environmental company hired by Bunge, and all tests deemed those areas safe from any chemical hazards. Good to know that the company hired by the company that did the thing says it's fine. Yeah. The initial evacuation was issued under an abundance of caution. If you live near Bunge... An abundance? <laughs> an abundance yeah. of caution. Of caution. If you live near Bunge and are concerned about any irritations from the odours, you may want to consider sheltering elsewhere for the evening or seeking medical attention. But we have confirmed it's not our fault or our problem. Police asked residents within a half mile of the plant to leave their homes. 
Decatur and Allen County fire officials were using drones to look over the area, and Fort Wayne hazmat units were at the scene as well. How do you reckon the drones are seeing? Like yeah. investigating a bad smell at the bean factory like it's fucking Chernobyl. I mean, yeah, they're I'm, looking they're for smell looking... lines, I think. Yeah, like green stink lines. <laughs> or these are drones that are equipped with smelloscopes, which is fucking amazing. Dedicated sniffer drones. And do they have those? We'll never know. No, I don't. Does that technology exist? I remember uh, when I was like 12 or 13 reading a conspiracy website saying that Area 51 was surrounded by smelloscopes that could smell people trying to sneak into the area. So maybe the technology does exist. Yeah. And you held on to that and you still believe that. Yes. 20 years later, I'm still like, they probably got those smelloscopes at Area 51. So they were using drones to look for stink lines and Fort Wayne hazmat units were at the scene as well. A chemist was also working with bunge officials at the scene. <laughs> My bunge chemistry is all fucked up. <laughs> what if it's German and it's pronounced like bunge? Bunge? <laughs> Chemicals are used normally at the plant. <laughs> That's so That's convincing, the most dude. Thing. <laughs> no, we're using chemicals normally. <laughs> it's it's funny no matter how you read that, whether they mean <laughs> Regularly, they use chemicals at the plant. Like, yep, <laughs> you got to come across chemicals in your day to day life. Or <laughs> just, they're used normally. They're not doing crazy shit. They're not yeah. getting experimental with chemicals. We're just being normal. We're just out here being normal. Chemicals are used normally at the plant and mixed every day, but a mixture was off Monday and caused a gas release, officials yeah. told a team from Wayne 15 at the scene. <laughs> Just, you know, sometimes you have an off day and you mix your soybean chemicals slightly wrong and you have to evacuate a one-mile radius of a town in Indiana. It happens. How do you feel, Ben, when you're doing research for the show and you come across a story that is bad smell at the bean factory I feel and you immediately drag it into the notes? Like, I'm ecstatic. I'm no. so happy. And it's Your so, feet not touching the ground. There's something very lovely about like fighting a story like this where it hasn't already had like headlines done by like Vice or whatever where they yeah. make the joke obvious. This is just for us. This is yeah. for the people of Bunge and Decatur. And for the listeners of Bunta Vista and no one else. And Maybe we're certainly not going to make the obvious jokes about a bad smell at a bean factory in no. Bunch. No, that would be disgusting. That would we're be... just reporting the news. That's right. We report, you decide. Government doesn't want you to know the risks of living near a soybean factory. Yeah. Officials believed the situation was manageable, but evacuated local businesses. During the afternoon evacuation, the Decatur Police Department said the Riverside Centre was still available if individuals have no other place to go. Police were going door-to-door notifying the public. Stinky! Yeah, hey. it's stinky. Get out. <laughs> Leave now. It's stinky. There's been an incident at the bean factory. A bean you incident. Must That's they're right. All, they're all <laughs> running, <laughs> running to the uh, to the vault. Get underground. <laughs> It happened. It finally happened. Finally <laughs> happened. Oh, that? No, it's not a mushroom cloud, actually. It's more of a bean situation. Officials on the scene originally said they don't know how long it would be before residents could return to their homes. The rough border for evacuation was north of Meebus Street, 
east of Canterbury Drive, west of Monmouth Road, and south of Piqua Road and Monmouth Road intersection. Just in case, so you can triangulate your own position off that. Yeah. So far, no medical issues have been reported from those in the area. Thank God. Seems like it's pretty common for, like, factories to just kind of explode over there and everyone have to leave their homes, you know? Yeah, a lot of hazmat situations in the United States. And I don't know if just because they had a few high-profile hazmat incidents from train crashes recently that they've started reporting on them more or whatever, or if I'm just seeing them more because I'm, you know, paying more attention to it Mm because... What do you call that? Confirmation bias. Yep. But holy fuck, there are a lot of them. Big country, lots of stuff happening. But boy, check your soybean chemical mixture. A lot of smells coming out of places, you know? Yeah. But hey, we've all been there. We doing one more, Ben, or are we wrapping it up? No, I think we're, that's probably an episode of the podcast, Buddha Vista, right there. Hey, uh, although um, for the last couple of weeks, we've been saying, hey... There will be new merch available soon, and new merch available there is now. You like that? Yeah, that was a perfect yeah. line reading. Buntavista.com slash shop. That will take you to the new online store being operated by our friends at Versus Alliance. We've got some old shirts, we've got some new shirts, we've got some new products. We've been informed that they're selling like hot cakes. Yeah. Yep. Which is nice. So you know, get in there and get one. Thank you for listening. Um, if you want more of these episodes, you know what to do. And if you don't, great. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.